Hello, and welcome to Dice Try, the Dungeons & Dragons podcast inspired by whimsical works of old, such as Wizard of Oz and Phantom Tollbooth. My name is Daniel Schaub, and I am your Dungeon Master and host. On the previous episode of Dice Try, our intrepid heroes fought against the forces of Baron and some killer macaws and barely escaped to return to Stimley's tower, where it was decided that Stimley and Doug are going to apprentice underneath of the Lord Magician Stuart to figure out who would be best suited to run Aloha. And we left off with you in an elevator rising up into the capital city, the Seventh Peak, along with Stimley, Stuart, and the head of the guard, Sir Munster. Hello, and welcome back for episode 10 of Dice Try. My name is Daniel Schaub. I am your host and GM. I am here around the table with all my players, Krista, Earl, Paul, and our audio engineer, GTM, which stands for, what does it stand for, Paul? Oh no, I had a good one. Get the money. Get the money! Get the money! Get the money! That was it! Make it rain! Get the money! Get the money! Make it rain! Get the I wish you are money, Gabe. Yay. So money. You're so money, baby. You don't even know it. <laughs> well, welcome back for episode 10, everybody. It's the anniversary episode. What did you get me? Wait, what? Um, 10, 10 episode anniversary. That's not a thing? <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> we have chocolate. Did you want chocolate? I yes, there is chocolate. Chocolate. Here, a kiss. I'm going to, yeah. Little There's a hug. It's, it's not a thing. And, These are hugs. And we promise not to... <laughs> Snicker. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 what is the ten year anniversary? Is it silver? I don't okay. know. Probably. Something like that. Huh. Yeah. This is the important mm-hmm. question, so we need to answer. Also, my, also, also why? if we were alive, I'd say call in. Things. Yeah. Who decided these things? Like the paper know. anniversary, the, the wood anniversary. Yeah, I would have made a like uh, diamond fake anniversary, like, silver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Make up these fake ass Lace. like holidays every yeah. day. There's something. Donut day. I don't remember there being a donut day when I was a kid. I mean, I would have loved capitalism. That. Yeah. Everyone just needs. Can a you day. imagine what you could get away with though now? Hey mom, you know it's donut day. <laughs> Give me some fucking donuts. Mom. Yeah. It's it's. What's tradition. your favorite of those national blank days? Ooh. Pizza day is kind of cool. Okay. Right. But every day is pizza day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or national talk like a pirate day. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Pirate. Yeah, talk mm-hmm. like a pirate is pretty pretty, pretty well. Yeah, he'd be okay. Well received. <laughs> Yeah, it's fighting. a big thing with my friend group in high school. Baby. I think that's coming up soon, actually. Yeah. Like, are you, are you really can go a whole day? Can you go a whole day? I can't. There were some people who I was friends with who did. How do we know that I've pirates don't talk the way that we did? I mean, they probably did. I mean, maybe I'm talking like a pirate right now. 
That's exactly how they sound. That's just how Blackbeard sounds like. Hey, it's like, hey, what's up? Hey, guys. We're gonna go find some treasure, guys. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, just, kill that guy over there. It's kind of pissing me off. Yeah. Just monotone and boring. That was Blackbeard. <laughs> also, what type of pirates are you talking about? Are you talking about like Somali pirates? Because I feel like they'd be talking in their native tongue. Yeah. I'm the captain now, kind of thing. Look at me. Oh, you know, there could be, like, a pirate who was just really flamboyant, and they just didn't want to talk about that. Or people who pirate movies. Yeah. That's the kind of pirate I want to talk like. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you, though? They all sounded like Johnny Depp. Every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so today on March 20th, the... 2020 of our Lord. The national days <laughs> on March 20th are World Flower Day. World hey, she's a flower. National Native HIV AIDS Native Awareness flower. Day. Cool. It's also National Proposal Day, <laughs> National Ravioli Day. Whoa, 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 whoa that's that's what back I'm up, into. back up. National Ravioli Day, that's happening. And National Kick Butts Day. National you actually have to physically kick people's day. butts? Let's see. All of these tell you how to observe it. Stand against tobacco and use National Kick Butts Day to post on social media. Hashtag. Oh. It's a quit smoking thing. And oh, kick butts. Kick like kick butts. cigarette butts. Yeah, see, we all went to the other place. I know. Which was walking around day. the street just kicking people yeah, in the ass. We got real excited. Well, if I only kick smokers, does that mean I can yeah. get rid of them? That's 10 more points for Gryffindor. Flower day. Invite a friend for a meal made with flour. A whole grain sandwich or a sweet pastry oh, sounds delicious. flour. Yes, F-L-O-U-R. Oh, I thought it was... Don an apron okay. and bake up some cookies and deliver them to your favorite farmer or delivery person. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. National Ravioli Day. Mm. Uh, enjoy the following ravioli recipes. You have to do only those? <laughs> so, we left off with you guys rising up into the elevator in the seventh peak, the name of the capital city. So the elevator rises up, and the door opens, and you are introduced to the seventh peak, which is a bustling metropolis with large thoroughfares and impressive buildings with immaculate facades carved into the mountain rock. Large mirrors hang near the ceiling to bounce light into the chamber, so you have a pleasant glow of daylight at all times. The city, despite being in the interior of the mountain, is also plush. They have decorated the city with woven tapestries and animal furs to soften up the walls. Cool. And along the thoroughfares, they have knee-high planters filled with flowers and hanging ivy. And as you walk out of the elevator and along this main thoroughfare towards the fortress of the Lord Magician, there are multiple vendors selling food, trinkets, and whatnot. And you also wander by a vendor who is selling exotic birds. Not like killer macaws. <laughs> yeah. I still don't like them. You know, these wonderfully colored, like, vibrant birds with big plush plumes over the top of the area of their head. And all the birds are quietly singing. And uh, it sounds a little bit like um, the song Old Flame by Coheen Cambria. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart was an emo kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like Coheen Cambria. Mm-hmm. Nice do I. Don't we all? So as you're walking along, kind of taking in this site, you're inside, and yet it seems 
almost outside with the daylight and all this flower life and the birds singing and everything. And you see uh, one of the vendors off to the side has this little machine set up and it has a little view glass in it that people like put their eyes into it and cranks something on the side of it. And the vendor's like, that's right, step right up and see some moving pictures. See the pictures move before your very eyes. Hey, weren't you talking about something like that? Yeah. Why don't you give it a look? See see how it, it see if it's the same thing. Yeah, okay. Let's take a look. Hey there, young fella. You ready to be amazed? Yes. Well, stare inside. Okay. And you put your eyes up, and it's like one of those old-fashioned Nickelodeons where it's pictures drawn, and he's flipping the pictures quickly. And you see a little cartoon bear wearing a top hat and holding a cane, and he's doing a little dance (laughs) around, and he'll, like, go to one side, tap the cane, and then he goes back to the other side, (laughs) taps the cane to the other side, and then he holds up in front of him, and he's, like, shuffling back and forth, moving the cane back and forth. And then he finally puts the cane down, takes off his top hat, and then the end appears. <laughs> wow. That's right. Mind blown, ain't it? Never seen anything like that before. I mean, we got something where I come from very similar, but that was um, that was something. That's right. Brand new invention, this baby. <laughs> Slaps the hood. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for letting me see your magical invention. Of course. And he holds out a hand. Do you want money? <laughs> Of course I do. <laughs> you took a look, didn't you? Well, how much? It's a copper piece. I don't have a copper piece. Do you guys have a copper piece? I reach in my little bag and I re- take out a little copper piece. And, and he takes it from me and he's like, Thank you very much, young lady. Having kids is so expensive. I know. That really wasn't worth anything. <laughs> I regret that. And yet there's a long line of people lined up to looking at, at this picture device. Wait till they start making real movies. So you continue up and you follow the street and it kind of curves up the inside of the mountain. The way you follow it, it's all very nice. There's little streets that branch off with um, the housing, where the housing would be. But also up above, you see this big metal tube and it Every once in a while, it will rumble as a rail car passes through it. Mm. And you realize that they have basically a subway system inside of the mountain here. Mm. Well, that's fascinating. Have we seen... We, we've seen trains, but we haven't seen, like, underground trains yeah. before. Like, oh, okay. That's pretty that's I've pretty never cool. been this far up the mountain. I didn't really notice that. We get led into the front of the fortress, which is up this long bridge over kind of a big drop in the middle of the mountain. And as you arrive at the big bronze door, it opens and you see there's a group of guards all gathered there, but leading them is a small little gnome, fellow only about three or four feet tall. And he's got um, a pair of glasses uh, pushed up high on his nose and he's got a little mustache and chin beard that don't connect to each other. <laughs> he approaches Stuart, Lord Magician. He's like, ah, it's friggin' good to have you back. He gives him a big handshake. Gentlemen and lady, I would like to introduce you to Graven. Graven is in charge of our public works projects. Yeah, that's right, we get things working around here. Uh, well, very lovely to meet you. 
Yeah, uh, boss, I got some things to go over with you, a few things that I need you to sign off the old uh, checkbook on, eh? Stuart kind of nods at him and he's like, yes, uh, I do need to speak with you in private later on. And Gravin's like, yeah, sure, whatever, you know, just (laughs) I'll be around. So he's kind of a blue collar guy. Like a Mm -hmm. foreman kind of. Yeah. Like foreman meets city planner, like all in one. Yeah. (laughs) So he kind of walks off and you get guided inside of the fortress. And once you're inside of the fortress, you're on top of the mountain now. So the actual top of the fortress is open to the elements. So now you're actually staring up into the true blue sky. And there's the outer wall that butts up right against the mountain. And there's an inner wall into the keep in the first courtyard. You can see that there's uh, like little barracks for the guards to stay in. And they have like a stable for horses as well. And then they guide you through that main courtyard into the fortress itself. And now you're inside of a keep, a building. And the entire keep is built out of this bronze that is well polished Mm -hmm. none of that green build up you get guided up to a room towards the top of the keep which appears to be a meeting room you open the door there's a human man sitting at a long table like ridiculously long like 45 feet long okay okay and there's eight chairs Wow. So each chair is around five, six feet away from each other. Like, they're all just... They're spaced well the far space, apart. They're spaced very far apart from each other. I see. Plenty of room. Uh-huh. And you see the human man is kind of scribbling on some paper. He looks very studious and a little uptight. He's The button's all the way up to, like, the middle of the neck. And he's like, hey, Pleasure to see you again, Lord Magician. And he, like, jogs the paper on the table and tucks it under his arm. He's like, how do you do? Uh, does he... Is that genuine? Can I tell? Like, can I... Uh, make an insight check. 17 plus... Uh, it's wisdom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 18. Um, it seems genuine. He's just... He's probably a little bit annoyed, but he's also probably one of those people who's annoyed most of the time. Okay. He's a little tightly wound. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, how do you do? My name is Klain. I am in charge of the Treadrayer. Oh. Sorry, I thought you said Cheddary for a second. <laughs> I got really excited of the, about of the what? The Treasury. The Treasury. I mean, a Cheddary would be like treasure as well, so I get it. That's true. Uh, Yes, quiet. <laughs> quiet <and> music. <laughs> I'm just a teddy bear who loves cheese. Well, it's very lovely to meet you. And he turns to this steward, the Lord Magician, and he's like, There are some things that we should discuss later on. Yeah, yeah, fine. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> and Klein just kind of goes, mm, We need to gather for a meeting. And Klein's like, mm. And he just walks back to the table and he sits down. As you guys are waiting, eventually Gravin and Sir Munster come back. Uh, and they all seat themselves at the table. Oh, oh, so the meeting's happening now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, uh, so do we get to, when do we get to look around? I'm like, I just want to look around. Hey, but I guess we have to. We can. Straight down to business. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. All right. It's, just, it's not every day you get to get Stuart turns yes. to you. Stuart turns to you, seeing you getting a little impatient, and he's like, you don't necessarily have to be here for this meeting if you don't want. It's going to be a lot of 
boring. I understand, but uh, as as the guardian to this young boy, uh, I, I'd rather I, I not think leave we him. Probably, I'm a man. Mm, well, uh, he's. I'm his cuddle, if you know what I mean. So, I say that. No, I gotta say that. Because that's what I am. Moving on, but uh, he's my child, so I, I figure I should probably stay. I just I don't want to leave them alone. Who knows what? For your happen. own good, really. But uh, you know, we were just we were just figuring. You know, we'd okay. be better with some okay. supervision. But I'm just excited because you know it's not every day you get to be inside the Lord Magician's castle. Like I saw that little market down there, and it looked really cool. I, I'm just very excited. Very okay. glad to be here. Okay. I think he's excited. <laughs> and eventually, they all gather. You all take some seats. Uh, Stimley sits himself, the giant automaton seated in one of the chairs. And uh, Stuart comes around to the front of the table and he's like, well, I don't really know how to say this, so I'm just going to say it. I'm not going to be Lord Magician anymore. <gasps> we, we're pretending, we're pretending to be shocked. And I mean, oh! <laughs> you see, Graven and Clayne don't look that shocked, mm-hmm. but Sir Muster is like, are you freaking kidding me right now? <laughs> You're not gonna be the. F- He's not gonna be the freaking Lord Magician anymore. No, but it's okay. We have, we've got a plan. <laughs> well, as long as there's a plan. <laughs> I've been protecting him since I. Oh. You, you need a hug. Monster leans over, gives you a hug. It'll be okay. And Stuart is like, so. Obviously, a new Lord Magician needs to be decided upon. And we've got two options. We have Stimley, the great magician. We all know him. <laughs> and we have Doug. Boo! Don't <laughs> <laughs> say boo. Stimley. Stimley just like turns. <laughs> does the thing where he scratches, even though it's like the metal hand scratching against the metal. T- the, the glass. <laughs> like. <laughs> Whatever. So, I'm going to teach them all that I know about being Lord Magician. And then at the end, we will decide who will be. Lord Magician, and who will be Vice Lord Magician. Sounds like a pretty useless job, but... Okay. There's a long pause, and Gravin finally speaks up, and he's like, so uh, we're going to have to put together, like, a, a big coronation ceremony. That's a that's going to be a big feat to put together. Boss, you know, the rules here in Aloha, the traditions, it's a long celebration, and we got to erect a... Whole new ceremony stage, and and he looks over at Clayne, and Clayne's like, "Yes, and it would be most expensive." Clayne, that's a really interesting accent you have. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. I just. And uh, Stuart says, "It's just the way it's got to be." I think. Obviously, Gravin and Clayne, you can tell that I, I don't, my heart's not in this anymore. I can't do it. And somebody who actually cares enough should be running. Aloha, Gravin and Clayne kind of slowly nod their heads. Clayne says, well, very well. A check will be cut from the treasury. 
in order to pay for this coronation ceremony. Really, is an interesting I mean, if accent. I could, if I, do you mind if I just like, a little chime in? Do we have to do like a whole ceremony for, like, do we have to waste a, money. erect a new building? Can we just put out a flyer? What happened to the old coronation building? Don't you guys have a system of... Well, a new one is freaking built for every, uh, every coronation. It's been a low tradition going as far back as we can remember. You should know that. I mean, yeah, but I just think that maybe funds would be better placed in programs to help the people of Aloha. Yeah, what about the children and schooling, roads? Um, I mean. And Stuart cuts in and he's like... Part of this is not just a celebration, but a show for the people outside that someone is in charge. I mean, I understand that, but does it need to be so lavish? <laughs> I mean, can't you just, you know, go to a bar and just, <sighs> I mean, have a drink? I don't know what these, say, this I don't know what these idiots are talking about, but I think this party's going to be incredible. I think we should all be excited. And yeah, you know, maybe it's going to be, you know, costing a lot, but... But you know we're gonna have a new Lord Magician, and 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 we can. It'll be a way to send Stuart off. You know, mm. let everyone know that that the this new era. It's it's probably necessary. Let's not let's not get into the. Let's not try and change uh, a low end structure in society because that's gonna. If we don't have one, it's gonna be a lot worse than if we just. No one's saying no structure. I'm just saying a reallocation of, like, funds. Do we need to buy roses for the coronation? Do we need... Gravit and Clayne look at each other. Make an insight check. (laughs) This is my favorite episode so far. 20 plus 3, so 23... You realize that you should probably stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I'm, yeah, I might have over I'm just, I'm just food for thought. I'm just going to plant it in there. I'm just going to plant it. Yeah. <laughs> plant it in there. I just met these people. Do you get it? Because I'm a plant. Really, I don't really know them that well. I just want to put that out there. Claim. Clears us through. <clears throat> yes, very amusing. We may be able to cut some corners somewhere, but most flowers are donated for the coronation. Most food is donated. We'll have to find some other ways to cut corners, shan't we? Sure. Okay. And Sir Munster puts his big hands down on the table and he's like, I don't want to freaking cut past this. He puts his hands up to his mouth and he's like covering his mouth and he's like, the freaking one. Oh, oh, monster, it's it's okay. It'll be all right, don't worry. I mean, wait till you see what these other new Lord Magicians, potential magicians got. You know, Lord Magician's great, but he's gonna teach him all the stuff that he knows. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be great. His legacy will live on. And Sir Munster like stands up, pushes his chair back, and he's like fixing his uh, armor. I'm I'm gonna go uh, take a, a a moment of respite, if you don't mind. I uh, I gotta collect my thoughts. You know, uh, a lot going on today. Um, it's very nice to meet all you new people. Clean. 
You know. All right. Even under the fur, you can tell he's, like, blushing a little bit. Aww. And he, like, skitters off. <laughs> skitters. I'm like to see a moose skitter. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Stuart just kind of watches Sir Monster storm out. And he's like, So I will speak with the leaders of the other nations later tonight. And then the training will begin. Doug? Yeah. I believe there's someone who wants to talk to you. And you hear a crack of thunder, and this cloud of purple smoke appears behind you. Well, how are you doing? And you turn around and you see this younger man, probably in his mid to late 30s. He's got long uh, brown hair, and it's braided on one side of his head and then loose on the other. He's like, got a five o'clock shadow. How you doing? My name's Miss Karen. Miss Karen. Miss Karen. Miss Karen. Miss Karen. Miss Karen. Who are you? Well, I'm glad you asked. And he reaches into his robes and he pulls out a card, and it says Miss Karen, Wizard at Large. Nice to meet you, Miss Karen. That's right. I'm Miss Karen, Wizard at Large. And I am the head of the local magic college. And I heard some rumors from my good old buddy, Stimley. And Stimley's like, that's right! That you got some magical gifts. Uh, apparently so. So, we need to find out what's going on there, don't we? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, What? Uh, where did you come from? What... Why are you... What, what do you want me for? Well, I grew up in a small town. <laughs> Further south of here in the kind of fields. And we used to harvest wheat. But uh, I didn't have any interest in harvesting wheat. I was more interested in uh, magic. You do know magic, don't you? What it is. How it works. The whole thing. Kind of? Well, uh, not to interrupt, but so... Uh, Dog of Martmar is... Uh, I'd say... His stuff is kind of more wild. Uh, he doesn't really know where it comes from. He doesn't know how it happens. It just kind of happens. And it's so far happened in all the right times because uh, he saved my butt and he saved our butt a few times. But maybe maybe that's part of uh, what what we got to explore. He, he can... He can... He can... Sh- shock people, he can burn people, he can... So, I didn't want to go into wheat farming. <laughs> so, I told my daddy, daddy, I ain't getting into wheat farming. And he looked me dead in the eye and he said, okay. So, I went off to a wizard college where I was taught by a great wizard, my good old buddy Stanley. And now I teach other wizards. Pay it forward, you know? So, what I'm going to do so I'm going to f- find out what kind of... <laughs> I'm sorry, you're what? Excuse <laughs> me. I'm going to find out what kind of wizard you are. Okay. Uh, do I have a choice in this? No. Well, not really. Because it's probably in your best interest before you blow your own head off. That, does that happen? No. Oh, oh, I don't know. How many times would you say that happens, Steamly? Twenty uh, percent. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Twenty percent of the time, you blow your own dang head off. Can, can I ask you something? What happened to Stimley? Huh? 
<laughs> Nothing, never mind. Ow, he just got old. Oh. Has his head always been in a jar? Dang, ever since I knew him. Didn't know they were born like that. Uh, he weren't born like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, yeah, what, what do I do to get started? Well, we gotta get ourselves down to the Magic College so we can figure out, run you through some tests. They call it the Magic College? Well, it has a name. What is that? What mean? is that? <laughs> <laughs> You don't need to know. We don't need to know it. It's the College for Magic. Yeah, all right. (laughs) College. I can't believe I didn't write it here. The College for College for Magic. The College for Magic. So yeah, we got to run you through some uh, programs, some tests, see what's going on with you. Okay, uh, let's uh, let's do it. Why don't you follow me? All right. uh, Can they come too? Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, she's she's pretty magical. I'm I'm a cuddle, so I guess I'm kind of magical. You're inherently magical, buddy. <laughs> no, thanks. Uh, but what I will say is, uh, one thing that happens is uh, if you beat me up, his magic comes out. <laughs> I don't know if that's directly correlated. Well, so we every, every time it's happened, uh, <laughs> I've been beaten up. <laughs> so a lot of stress. I just kind of react. Something happens. All right, so we might have to put you through a stress test. Okay. All right. Simply, I'll see you later, good buddy. Goodbye. And you follow him out of the fortress, and you walk back down through the main thoroughfare, and you come to this large building carved into the rock, the College for Magic. The College for Magic, Magic College. That's, That's right. If there's only one, why do you need to come up with a special name for it? Got me there, partner. Well, it was the original one, and then there were others, but they don't have the in the title. Oh. That's right. So he got you inside, and you see a bunch of younger people, younger than you, like 18 to 20 is the median age. They are testing out different magical abilities, like throwing little firebolts at dummies and stuff like that. Just this magical energy seems to coalesce in their hands and they release it and it becomes something else entirely. So follow me in here. We got our little testing chamber and he opens it up and you see there's this stone room and there are scorch marks in the wall and pieces of the granite have been shipped away. Wow. This is an intense. There's some stuff been happening. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're going to put you in here. Okay. We're going to run you through some tests. We'll be in that little observation window. And you look up, and there's a little slit in the wall. <laughs> um, like a bunker. I have a question. Yeah. Is this any of this going to be dangerous? It won't kill you. And you know what they say. If it doesn't kill you, you still get to live. <laughs> I don't think that's how it goes. I'm going to go up with you guys in that observation tower. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You don't want to be Guys, what, uh, uh, you're going to be great. You're going to be great, Mark. It's time for you to shine. What? You're going to be great. I don't want to... If you're going to be the wizard, you're going to have to be a wizard. Mark, Mark, you got to learn. You guys suck. What, Just what are you me? No, we're going to be in the... Op- we're going to be watching. We're going to be Love. right over there on the other side of the wall. We're going to be really proud of you. It's going to be a little difficult, but you can do it. I believe in you. So, let's <laughs> push you in the room. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Hi, good luck! 
And uh, Ms. Karen got you up some steps into this little bunker room beside it, looking through a little slit in the door. He's like, so, before we get started, put these on, and he hands you like a metal bib, a little helmet. All right. Hmm. <laughs> like, me and my cut-up, I like put it on. Like, when he's down, I'm like, I'm like just inside the helmet. I'm like sitting in the helmet, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he is like, all right, we're going to get, excuse me a second. And he opens up his coat and he pulls out a piece of paper. And as he pulls it up, you see writing starting to appear on it. He's like, oh, dang. Listen, we're friends, right? Sure. <laughs> I just met you, but. Could you loan me like 15 silver pieces? I'm gonna go with a no. Look, I got a hot tip on the tortoise racing. Oh, tortoise racing. Miss Karen, Miss Karen, uh, gambling aside, we're gonna have, we've got a young boy trapped in the, in the chamber. He's very scared. Is it gonna start soon? Let's give him our full attention, <laughs> uh, now, shouldn't we? And, and, we and can maybe discuss this. Maybe afterwards later. we can get we can go to the All check right. the bets. Listen. Smells like meat burned in here. <laughs> Listen. It's tortoise racing. It's a surefire thing. I'm still gonna go with the solid no. All right. My, <laughs> my, my my general makeup makes it so that as a cuddle, I have to encourage people away from gambling. Uh, so we're gonna have to. Is that a skull in the corner? I've already spent so much money on this idiot. I can't get out anymore. He's breathing a stride. All right. Fine. 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 <laughs> Having a child. And he takes out a pen and he writes on the paper real quick and the ink disappears into the paper. Rolls the paper back up and sticks it in his pocket and he slides open the little slot and he's like, All right, Douglas, listen to me very carefully. Do not, I repeat, do not be afraid. Second part, I repeat, second part, do not turn your back. It's an ambush predator. How am I not supposed to be afraid? Uh, that was the first part, so you should have started when you with... you tell me I'm not supposed to be afraid, it makes me more afraid. Well, all right. Count to ten. One. Two. Three. You're doing great, buddy. Four. Five. Six. Seven. And you hear... Eight. And then a little light appears up in the corner. Nine. And it casts a figure down on the floor, and a tiger appears before you. <laughs> and the tiger leans back and roars at you. All right, Douglas, hit it with your best shot. Okay, let's roll. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 11 plus, uh, what would intelligence, intelligence? Plus two. Yes, 15 total. Okay. Okay. So you put your hand up in the magical energy, starts yeah. to coalesce in your hand, and you release it, and confetti streams out. <laughs> Perfect. And the tiger just, like, looks confused and sweats <laughs> at the confetti. <laughs> and it's an illusion, so it just, like, goes through the confetti. I didn't know confetti was an element. Uh, I didn't either. I don't... Guys, I really want to get out of here! Douglas, it seems that you are afraid. <laughs> yes! <laughs> what do I do? I First step's not working! I want you to take one step towards the cat. What? <laughs> Go towards the cat. Okay! Just one step. Just one step, little buddy. I take a step forward. 
Okay. You take a step Good forward. Good job. Good job. And you feel something build up in you. Maybe not confidence, but the cat has not attacked you, and you know that it's an illusion. Thirteen. Plus, Plus four. Four. Seven. Okay. So you hold out your hand, and you cast whatever this thing is out forward, and an illusion of a fish appears in the air. Starts dancing in front of the uh, tiger, and the tiger's like, pawing at it. And like, meowing at it, and trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And Ms. Perrin reaches into his robe, and he's like checking a little notebook, and he starts writing something down, and he's like, huh, most unusual. Hey, Doug, I don't mean to say this in a way that uh, might upset you. Um, do you do anything useful? <laughs> oh, wow. I'm under a lot of pressure right now. How do you think you're going to be Lord Magician if you can't do something useful? Hmm? Okay, okay. Hold on. Okay. Well, one more time. 13. 17 again. 17. Okay. So you pull back your hand and you feel the magical energy coalesce, but it's not coming from out in the world somewhere. It almost seems to be coming from in your head. Mm. Like you're now controlling it with your mind. And you throw your hand forward and a streak of fire shoots out. It goes through the illusion of the tiger and the illusion falls apart and it sprays across the wall. And Miss Karen's like, very good. Very good, Douglas. Now tell me what you were feeling when you were reaching out and pulling the energy of Aloha to you. I felt confident, like I was controlling what I was feeling and stuff. Okay. Okay, let's keep going with that. Uh, we're going to go on to stage two now. All right. Now, I want you to understand this part won't kill you either, but it is dangerous. You know, if it was anything like last time, I'll be fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you hear a and a sandbag drops and smashes the floor. And he's like, that's only the first one. You should probably run now. <laughs> First one! <laughs> and I'm going to need you to make a dexterity check for me. Okay. Ugh. For the dexterity uh, modifier? Uh, five. Okay. So, you lean forward to dive out of the way, and it smacks you directly in the back as the sandbag hits you. Why is everything Ouch. hurting my back? You gotta try harder! Okay, uh, that one didn't go so good. Alright, alright. And he, like, pulls on some levers inside of the bunker that you guys are standing on. Let's move on to stage three. Sit down. Where? On the floor. On the floor! Oh! He's, he's a little... It takes him a little while. I heard that! <laughs> it's okay, my, my we're, we're trying to help. I want you to concentrate harder than you've ever concentrated. Big ask. Before we start that, I have a question for you. Do you have 15 silver pieces? Oh! <laughs> don't give it, don't to, give him. it to him! He's I mean, an addict! Wait, no, he doesn't no, have... no, calm down. It's a surefire thing. I, I don't know. I don't have. He doesn't have any. The tortoise's work. name is Speedy. <laughs> really? We're doing this right now, dude. You got a gambling addiction. All right. All right. Fine. <laughs> Just sit down and concentrate. Okay. 
Now, when you let go of that fireball and that fish and that confetti, I want you to concentrate on that feeling that you had. And you start concentrating on the feeling and you feel it inside of your head, kind of reliving those moments of casting the spells out. And you're thinking about the moments where you also used it on like Baron and the Kobolds. I would like you to make an intelligence check for me. 15. So inside of the room that you guys are watching him, the room actually seems to get darker and it all seems to be a pool of light just around Doug for a second. And then the room fills back up with light and Miss Karen goes, most unusual. You see, this room that he's in is attuned to the magic of Aloha. It's a conduit allowing him to draw in the energy from the outside world from magic. But usually when people sit there and concentrate, we see the streams of magic illuminated in light. Except there weren't no light. Hey, Doug. Yeah? Uh, you can come out now. Oh, thank God. So what does that mean? I don't know. I'm going to have to do some research to try and figure out what's going on with your little special friend. So so what you're saying is... Uh, he's not a... magic isn't... He's not a wizard. Our magic. No, he's not a wizard. He ain't a sorcerer. Definitely not a warlock. I mean, he's not a druid. Not a cleric. So... I don't He's know. definitely not a fighter. Still can hear you! <laughs> no, no, you turn the knob to the left in order to get out. <laughs> I knew that. And you come back around and you meet back in the courtyard. So, uh, Doug, I want to talk about the results of your test. This feels really wrong. Look, everything's fine. It's totally fine. I mean, I don't know exactly what's going on, but it seems fine. You seem in control of it. It doesn't seem like it's going to blow your head off. And again, there's only a 20% chance that's going to happen. <laughs> so, what? what is it? Um, wait, I'm going to have to do some research to try and figure out what's going on with you. That might take me a little while, but uh, until then, I mean, you're going to be here in the city for the coronation. I'm sorry I happened to overhear. <laughs> but, one last thing. About those 15 silver pieces. <laughs> Let's cut it in half. Seven. He doesn't have he, coin. He doesn't have any coin. I'm not from here. But, Ms. Karen, we're just gonna... Here's seven silver. Thank you for... Don't uh, lie. Are you enabling him? You're making it worse. I want, I want to see that back in at least a triplicate. I'm trusting you. <laughs> I mean, the tortoise's name is Speedy. <laughs> That's right. what you're going off? Jesus Christ. Do you guys want to go to the tortoise race? No! <laughs> How's that even work? Well, you sit there and you watch a tortoise go down a course. He's racing other tortoises. I mean, it takes, it's like an all-day event. It's tortoises. I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. They got hot dogs. Popcorn. Sounds pretty good, actually. If you want to go see to the races, you're allowed to go to the races. It's, it might be a good thing. It's part of the I'm going to go meditate for a little bit. That you should, that maybe you should know about. I, I can't mean, imagine watching a turtle too far in. I mean, it's not about the day. actual race itself. It's about the being in community with people. Uh, the atmosphere. Baseball, and that's boring, boring too. There is ale. Do you drink? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could get you an ale. 
You see, I know the bartender's real wit there. Can they I? know me by name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, uh, I'm going to head out and go to the tortoise race. You want to come with or you stay? Uh, mm, are you going to watch over him? Well, um, so I have to kind of stay out of eye because I owe a few people a few. Oh, so, Jesus. Oh. I'll go gonna, with you. I'll I guess, go with you. I guess if you really want to go, I'll go with you. Jesus Christ, this is the last place that I want to be. We'll go, we'll have you some... will. Someone's got to buy me cotton candy, though. Uh, when I win, I will buy <laughs> I guess I'm buying myself some cotton candy then. Miss Karen leads you out into, back into the main thoroughfares, and he leads you down into the deeper parts of the Seventh Peak, and he enters into an arena. And the guy taking tickets at the front desk, or the front gate, just kind of nods at Miss Karen and gives him a kind of a side-eye glance. And you enter into... A uh, sunken pit area, and down at the bottom, there's a rink about the size of a, like a speed skating rink, and there's a bunch of seats, and people are seated upon these stone benches, watching tortoises race around a rink. In the middle of the track, there's a little area, you know, like where a football field would be, or like the pit, and the trainers of the tortoises are standing there just screaming <laughs> the tortoises <laughs> to go faster. Oh, God. How do the tortoises look? Do they look tired? Do they look sad? I mean, they look like tortoises, so yes. Are they getting threatened? <laughs> <laughs> They're not getting threatened. Are they getting an lettuce? Yeah, that's like their pit stop. The tortoise will just stop by and somebody will put a leaf of romaine over the side. God. And you get guided down. Miss Karen runs off to the uh, booth to make his bet real quick. All right, so Speedy's the one we're looking for. Racing forms? Get your racing forms here. <laughs> All right, we got to get, get, get one of those. So I tug on the guy's leg. A Speedy is number three. Number three! Number three. Good number. So, we are going to roll to see how Speedy does. All of us? Uh, I'm going to roll. Go Speedy, go Speedy, go Speedy. Okay, so Speedy is in the middle of the pack right now, going around very slowly. But he's not falling behind for a tortoise. He's, he's <laughs> slow and steady. Exactly. It's the most boring thing I've ever seen. I'm going to go get cotton candy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll go with you. Should you want stand? anything to eat, Doug? Yeah, give me a... Give me a Cracker Jack. Uh, I'm sorry, what? what? Oh, never mind. What What do you got? Uh, I think they got they got popcorns and You sausages. got popcorn, but you got Cracker Jack? Give me a popcorn. <laughs> so you walk away. <laughs> and that's a moment's pause. And then this young woman turns around to you and she's like, You're Doug? Why, yes. Yes, I am. You're Doug of Martmart. You've heard of me. You rescued the Lord Magician? Maybe. She like moves up into her uh, into the seat next to you. I, I've heard rumors that guards are talking about. There's this guy, Doug of Martmart, and his companions who rescued the Lord Magician. I can't believe it, it, it's actually you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I can't. I wish the people at home could have seen the look you just gave me. Like you were actually flirting with me. <laughs> gotta get into it, man. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So, uh, what brings you to the races? Oh, um, I own number five. How's it doing? 
<laughs> number five? Uh, number five is out in the league right now. Oh. Well, you know, Gusto, he's a... Gusto! I love it. It's actually a really good name for a turtle. Gusto the turtle. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a big winner. That's great. Yeah. Do, do you bet on the tortoise races? Oh, uh, well, I've never gone before today. Uh, we actually have a friend that took us here. And you point over at Ms. Karen and you see he's in an argument with some people who were at the arena. They're like, you need to leave now. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Speedy has five more laps. Yeah, I wonder where he is. Uh, that's not him. I don't know where our friend that's is. Friend. Oh, I'm so glad you don't know that guy. He is. Whew. Yeah, I imagine. He's, so, can you believe he's the head of the College of Magic? Magic College? <laughs> Really? That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you guys walk back as this woman, young woman, is sitting next to Doug. Yeah. Oh, well, hello. It seems uh, we found a friend. Get a yeah, popcorn. Thanks. Golly. Get a popcorn. <laughs> I, I'm, like, carrying this gigantic thing of cotton candy, so she probably can't even see me. Yeah. It's just, it's just a floating cotton candy. I'm just a giant bucket of popcorn that I'm just waddled over on my head. These, these are my friends. Oh, well, this must be Puddle and Vonda. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, we yes. are? I've heard Who's asking? I'm sorry, my name is Rachel. Uh, hello. Rachel. 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 You've heard of us? Yeah, I uh, heard some rumors that you saved the Lord Magician and. Well, they helped. Then I heard you called him Doug of Mart Mart, and nobody else here has called that. No, it's true. Uh, can I do a. Insight check or perception check? I just, uh, it would be insight. Insight, yeah. Okay. Perception check. I just, I think I'm my hackles are up because I'm not sure how public this information is, and it just seems very off. Off. Yeah. Okay. I failed. Okay. So she kind of gives you a look, and you're not sure what to read from it. Uh huh. She seems like uh, genuinely interested in you guys, but also. There's something a little bit off of about her. You're not exactly mm-hmm. sure what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Uh, so you, the people are saying stuff about us. You say they're your great warriors. And <laughs> well, true. <gasps> that is pretty true. We make a pretty good team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. What other what other things are they saying about us? That you rescued the Lord Magician. Okay. Make an insight check. Fourteen. Uh, there's definitely something a little more to that, but you're not sure what it is. I mean, can't be it. I know, I know how rumors are. They they like to sort of spin in so many different directions. I, you know, it's so. I I would love to just like clear things up if there's anything that's like super like. Yeah, we'll set. Oh my god, crazy! Straight. You know. I'm a teddy bear. I'm originally. I'm. I'm I was made in a factory the Lord Magician made this, pointing to my eye patch, I got with my first kid. Look, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I shouldn't have Rex's. brought it up. No, no, it's like, it's like totally cool. We just like, I'm like always curious to know. Like, uh, like the stories always exaggerate. So like, did we like kill a three-headed dragon or something to rescue the Lord Magician or? Uh, n- no, I heard you fought some skulls. Yeah, yes. 
That's Look. about right. Totally beat him. Yeah, it's all this guy. Can I do another yep. insight check as to how she's backtracking? As you guys have been talking, uh, Gusto dominance. has won the race. Ah, oh, man. nuts. See, this is why you don't I give don't an ass. It's, it's carrot. I know. Now I feel really bad. I kind of, I'm pretty much enabled person with addiction. Yeah, yeah you did. <sighs> What's uh I thought he had a good hunch. I don't know, maybe where, where is what he? if he he's oh, no. in <laughs> he's like <laughs> No, you don't understand. It's ain't a it's a fix. He's yelling at the people working there. It's a fix. There's no way that Gusto can win every single time. There's no way a tortoise is that good. Wait, how many times has Gusto won? <laughs> oh, I don't know, like twenty or thirty. Hmm. Oh. And put some rockets in that tortoise? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what do you what do you feed it? Uh, mostly lettuce. That's it. I mean, Not like super lettuce. Uh, Spinach. I mean, I don't know. You can ask his handler, uh, and she points out to the middle of the field. When she points in that direction, can you all make perception checks for me? Sure. Eleven. So fifteen. Once again. Okay. The race is still technically going on to figure out who's like second, third, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the trainers for Gusto have actually gone out to like grab Gusto and put him back. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to like hold him up to like to the crowd to celebrate their first place win. He is so heavy though that you can see that they're struggling <laughs> to pick him up. Doug. Your eye isn't drawn to that. Instead, you see someone in a robe with their hood pulled over is out messing with something in the middle of the field and then, like, immediately walks away from it at, like, a hurried pace. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Look at that big tortoise. (laughs) That's a big tortoise. This is all just so weird. No. Speedy still has a chance to come in third. Uh, All all right. Well, let's wait until third. Give it an hour. (laughs) I mean, he's still got three laps to go, so like two. God damn it. Who um, made this up? You see that figure that you saw disappear down one of the tunnels out of the arena? And then a second later, I need everybody to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, God. Yay. It's a terrorist attack. Oh, no. 17. 16. 19. Four. Okay. <laughs> I'm but a wee little plant. So we just Okay. So you take eleven damage. Holy shnikes! And your guys is, is half to five, as whatever thing that guy was fiddling with out in the middle of the field explodes, and a, a rocket of fire fills the middle of the arena. And it throws up dust and debris. You're mostly hit by the debris. The fire doesn't actually spread much beyond the rink of the... Uh, I'm imagining a huge piece of debris just, like, cl- like full-on hits Yeah, me. like a tortoise shell hits you in the face. Uh, what's happened to Miss Karen? Can we see? Uh, Miss Karen is actually further away from... Oh. So... <laughs> He, well, he was like uh, being accosted by security, <laughs> and security like pushes through him and starts running down to help people. As you look around, you see that Rachel, the woman you were just talking to, is unconscious beside you, bleeding. Oh, oh. guys, what do we do? Uh, uh, I'm, uh, uh, I, 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 I shake don't. her a little. Uh, wake up, uh, Rachel, the lady, Miss. I don't. I got. Miss? I got any the second. I just. I got hit real hard. Yeah, uh, do you need a potion? 
Whew. All right. Can you stand? Yep, yep, sure. Let's do that. Uh, so I the guess security starts running past you, and they're yelling out, Did anyone see anything? Bomb. I didn't see anything. Was it a bomb? Was it... I don't know. Was it, it was magic? just the, the tortoise was being crowned, and that's all I saw. And they rush past you down to the field, and they start helping as the fire trying to, fades I'm away. Batten uh, Rachel's face, trying to... Rachel. I'm gonna. I'm like starting to come to a little bit, so I'm gonna throw her a healing word to see if that does anything. Plus wisdom. So six. Okay. So she, her eyes flutter and she wake, wakes back up. And as you're standing in like the middle of this explosion, we'll fade out from this episode of Dice Trash. Wow. Thank you for listening to Dice Try. I'm your host, Daniel Schaub, and this episode's cast has included Paul Dixon, Earl Kim, and Crystal Llewellyn. This production has been edited by Gabriel Toya Melendez with special music provided by Glenn Davis. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dice Try Podcast. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe and review. And you hear... <laughs> oh, sorry. Gotta... <laughs> gotta go white. <laughs> Coronavirus, yay! No. Quick Quicksties. He doesn't have the corona. <laughs> Surprise sneeze. I mean, they are always surprising. Oh. <gasps> He's starting. Oh, we've got... We've got it. Hold on, please. Palotero. I hear horns. Hello, Palotero. Hola, Palotero. <laughs> <laughs> Casey's really Oh, yes. Yes. Like Krusty the Clown coming by. Hey! <laughs> I mean, what's I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, oh I shouldn't have drank all that Vicocine last night. Oh. <laughs> you watched a lot of Simpsons when you were a kid. I'm you? watching it now. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, on Disney Plus. Yeah, the Disney Plus. We all are. Watch it now.